0: make share grow podcast i'm artist julie marriott and i created this podcast to share behind the scenes stories of art craft and the creative process hey guys today i'm going to be talking all about my favorite art supplies that i use here in my studio Just as a warning, I may get a bit deep into the details because I love geeking out over this stuff, but don't worry about taking notes. I have a download for you that has all the names and links to the products I talk about today, and I'll tell you where to find that at the end. I know as a painter, I have this burning desire to see into other artists' studios and know all about the different products and materials that they use in their art, so this episode might appeal the most to you painters out there. But if you're not a painter, hang in there. This might still be interesting for you, and there will definitely be some information in here that is great if you are curious to start painting yourself. I've been making art my whole life, and so the products and materials that I use today are definitely an accumulation, I guess we could say, of different art supplies that I've collected over the years. So it's not necessarily that I have tried everything that's out there. Certainly not. I have more come through my different experiences and being a student and having to buy different art supplies for different classes. I've come to a range of products that have become really comfortable for me to use that I feel like I can handle. I can get what I'm looking for out of them and they make me happy to use. And so that's what this episode is going to be all about. Just the different things that I've tried out and what works for me. And this may give you a jumping off point if you would like to start painting as well. The first supply I'm going to talk about today is acrylic paint. I primarily paint in acrylics, and so they're the ones that I have accumulated the most varieties of. Um, the paints that I use for my workshops, as well as about a third of the paints that I have in my studio that I use on my own pieces, are Windsor and Newton's Galleria line. They're their student grade line of paints, but I really like them because they have a good balance of Body thickness to the paint and good color saturation for the price that they are. They're not all that expensive, they're about mid range price wise. They're not the cheapest, they're not definitely not the most expensive, but they have pretty good color to them. And so, what I mean by that is that as you get cheaper in paint, you tend to have much less pigmentation to the paint, so that you have to end up doing lots more layers to get a really thick coat of color. And so with the Galleria paints, they're really satisfying in that the pigmentation is pretty saturated. And so you really only have to do one layer to get really good quality of color. So I really like those. And also I like to paint so that I have thickness to my strokes. I like to have a lot of body to my paint. And so I like the Windsor & Newton Acrylics because they hold their body. They're not watery. They have a good amount of body to them so that when you squirt them out on the palette, it stays in kind of a, a vertical little pile versus like pooling out on the palette. There are some definite um, more expensive brands like Golden Acrylics. They make specifically fluid acrylics, and some artists really like runny textured acrylics and golden brand is really good quality and so some people really like those fluid ones i don't look for that in my paint types i like the thicker types so that is the one of the reasons that i like the windsor and newton the next type of paint that i have in my studio is gamblin's academy line so I have a few of those. I think it's like a thalo green, a yellow ochre, a burnt umber, a couple of those. I really like just because I've gathered them over the years and I know exactly how they affect my paint mixtures when I use them. And so that I just have become really comfortable with those colors. They have good color pigmentation and generally they're ones that I kind of mix I use in mixture color mixtures, so even if they don't have a super dense body to them, it doesn't really matter because I'm just using them to kind of change a color. I'm not using them as like the primary amount of color, if that makes sense. So I like Gamblin's Academy line because they have really good color and I know how to use them. The Thalo Green especially, I think I bought a different brand one time and it just, the Thalo Green was a little different than the one I was used to with Gamblin, so I went back to using the Gamblin one. So that's the second kind of paint I use. The third brand I use is Nova Color this is a brand that you can buy online. I don't think they carry them in stores. You just have to go to the Nova color website. The reason I started using these acrylics was when I was in college, we bought these big tubs of Nova color paints for doing lots and lots and lots of paintings for projects and things. And, um, they're, the thing that makes them special is that you buy them in large amounts. So they do pints, they do quarts, they do gallons. You can buy a really huge amounts of this paint for not all that expensive. I would say price wise, they're similar to the Windsor and Newton ones for the amount of ounces that you get. Um, They definitely are a much thinner consistency. And so you're going to kind of have a, a thinner texture to your paint if you use these. I liked using them. I bought them again when I was doing a larger scale piece just for myself a couple of years ago. And I've just been kind of using the leftovers and I love the Thalo Blue Deep. That is the color that I use for a lot of my pure navy blue leaves and just the navy blue elements I use in my paintings. It has a wonderful kind of luminous blue-green but really dark quality to it. And I think I'll probably order another tub. I'm almost out and I just really like that specific paint color. So Nova Color is the third kind. The fourth kind of paint I use is Liquitex Professional. This is Liquitex's highest quality brand of paint. It's their professional line. They sell them in pretty small tubes, and they just have a huge range of colors. Um, I like them because they definitely have very high pigmentation and very heavy body to them. You really don't need to use all that much paint because a little goes a long way when it has such a strong pigmentation to it. So I like Liquitex Professional, and the fifth type of paint that I use is Golden Paints. Now, Golden definitely is the most expensive brand out there. They are the top of the line, and really, they are for sure the highest quality. They have fantastic amount of pigments. They have really thick, buttery body to the paint, and so you can definitely feel the quality when you're painting. I have not taken the leap and invested in a lot of golden paints because it really is a significant investment. I have loved the ones that I've bought. I've bought um, primarily yellows because I found in the lower quality brands or just the slightly less pigmented brands, yellow tends to be pretty see-through. And so you have to get higher in quality to get a yellow that is going to keep its real its opacity when you use it all by itself when you're not mixing it with other colors that is gonna lend opacity to the yellow so I've definitely bought in golden paints in uh, cadmium yellow medium I think Um, I love that and so I would totally recommend them definitely haven't made the huge investment in a ton of them yet but I'm I'm working towards it. If I want to add even more body to my paint, I have a Liquitex Ultra Matte Gel that I will mix in to make the paint have an even thicker consistency. If I add any sort of medium to my paint, it's going to be thickeners just because I like those really thick, juicy strokes that will hold their body as they dry. Even the thicker types of paints like the Liquitex and the Golden paints, they do flatten out slightly as they dry. So if I want to have some really cool three-dimensional qualities, especially to my flowers, I'll sometimes do a layer of petals at the very end that has the color mixed with this Ultra Matte Gel. And so that's one, that's basically the only medium that I mix with my acrylics. Then at the very end, I always do a layer of spray varnish over my pieces, and I use Liquitex's Soluvar Matte Spray Varnish. I like matte just because it keeps the, the, the shine down on my paintings because I don't really use any sorts of gloss mediums mixed in with my paints. I don't really have a wet or shiny or gloss look to my surface already. So I like just protecting them with the matte varnish. It really doesn't affect the way that my painting looks at all. I use spray just because it's easier for me. I take it outside and I spray the piece and it just is done really quickly and it takes less time and less drying time than doing a, a, a liquid varnish of some sort where I'm brushing it out. Moving on to painting tools, I use a disposable paint palette. So this is one of my favorite things in my studio. I used to paint for years and years, either on paper plates or those plastic palettes that have wells. And I think they're more meant for watercolors, but I just had them growing up. And so I continued using them with acrylic paints. And you have to peel the paint out. You have to really like scrape it out of there. And that always was really frustrating to me. That would even keep me from wanting to paint because I had to clean out my palette. And I don't really like layering paint on top of like wet paint on top of dry paint on my palettes. I find that the dry paint tends to kind of get activated again, or it doesn't get activated, but it sort of peels up and starts the dried bits start getting mixed into my fresh paint. And that is really frustrating to me. And so I always want to clean my palette or start out with this clean surface. And so when I was working at the art studio, Uh, Several years ago, I was introduced to disposable palette paper. It's amazing. So it's just a pad, like a pad of drawing paper, but the pages are wax paper. And it's a special heavier-duty kind of wax paper than the kind that you have in the kitchen. But it's rip-off pages. So once you've used the whole page and have mixed your paint on it and it's all dried up, you can just rip it off and you'll have a fresh page underneath. It just makes for super quick cleanup and really cuts back on the amount of time you have to use cleaning and prepping to start painting again. So I really like that because as a mom and, you know, just as a person who has other, do- other responsibilities in life, I want to be able to get painting as quickly as possible so I can make the most of the time that I have in the studio. The next tool that I absolutely love is a palette knife. And so they make them in a bunch of different shapes, but I use one that is more a, a knife shape than a trowel shape. If, <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe, but I will link to the specific one that I use. It's metal. You can definitely use plastic ones too, but I get a metal one from Dick Blick online or some of their stores we have locally. I never used to mix paint with a palette knife. This is something I also learned when I was teaching at the art studio. They had, we had our students learn how to mix acrylic paint with a palette knife. Growing up in school and even up through after graduation, I'd always just mixed my paint with my brushes and sometimes that can get frustrating because you'll have a color kind of embedded in the middle of the bristles of your brush and it's going to come out and start affecting the color that you're trying to mix. And that will just sometimes throw things off. And I discovered the palette knife, the it does a really even smooth mixture. I like to use it for when I am mixing a large amount of a color. I will still mix with my brush for small amounts because you're not, it's not like you're stirring a huge pot of a color with your brush. That gets frustrating. But when I'm trying to make a large amount of a color, like if I'm going to paint my entire canvas a solid color before I start painting the actual design on it. I'll use a palette knife because it can achieve a really even mixture of the color more than kind of stirring your brush can. So I love palette knives. For brushes, I use a lot of different brands. I don't have one specific brand that's my go to one. I've just tried and accumulated a bunch of different brands. I will mention one specific brand that I use for my workshops, and I've overall found that they are pretty sturdy, heavy-duty brushes that you can use. I've had one that I've been using for for several years in my personal painting practice, and that's why I chose to use them for my students and for my workshops because I knew that they would last. And this brand is Simply Simmons, and I buy... The round, the liner, and the flat brush. They have them in a bunch of different sizes, but I kind of just buy a medium size in each one, something that's not huge and is going to obliterate all of the design I'm trying to paint in or I'm trying to have my students paint, something that's kind of in the six to eight size range for the round, and then just a liner and about an inch flat brush. And those generally are the sizes that I use in my studio too. I use a couple different brands in those sizes, but I love Simply Simmons because they don't lose br- they don't lose bristles. They seem to do really well on that front and then they also the the shaft holds up really well. I think it's wood that's covered in an enamel, but the enamel it doesn't crack off. It lasts for a really long time even if I let them sit in water for a little while. That has been a problem with some other brands that I've tried. I think Princeton I've tried, and I've had some problem with the outside of the brush the enamel cracking off of the handle. And that gets really annoying because then it's just uncomfortable to hold. So yeah, I really recommend the Simply Simmons brand. And they're pretty inexpensive. They're, they're also student grade brushes, I believe. And you can get them for maybe like $3 a brush, which isn't really all that much if you're going to buy just like two or three brushes. The next supply I'm gonna talk about are canvases. So I almost exclusively paint on gallery-wrapped canvases. They're the ones with the one and a half inch profile, so they have a thicker side to them. I really like gallery-wrapped canvases because It has a nice finished quality to it. I paint the color, the background color of the canvas all the way around the sides, and so it just has a nice finished quality and can be hung as soon as my clients get their painting. It doesn't require any framing. You can frame it. I've had one client who has actually, who is very handy with woodworking, and so they built their own frame to go on a custom piece, and it looked beautiful. So you can definitely put a frame on these galleries wrap canvases, but it has the option of not being framed, which I like. I like my clients not to feel like they have to invest more in the piece after they bought it for me. It'll just be really ready so they can just pop it up on the wall as soon as they get it. I also like the one and a half inch profile because it gives a little bit more of a three-dimensional quality to the painting. It makes them feel just a little bit more weighty and significant when they're hanging on the wall by themselves than a thinner profile canvas. My favorite brands of canvases are the ones that you can get at Michael's. It's their level three gallery wrapped canvases. I really like those because they have a nice a nice heavy duty feeling to them. They're not flimsy or lightweight like some other canvases f- feel like and they tend to be very Um, very well made. So I like the Michaels canvases and I also like Dick Blick's premier line of canvases. They're also the gallery wrapped and um, they seem to have a very similar quality to the Michaels. I order um, these two brands for my workshops and also for my uh, personal and commission pieces as well. The last art supply that I want to share with you today is the paper that I like to paint on sometimes. It's Hansen brand and it's their Bristol paper. The reason that I sometimes like to paint on paper is for artwork that I'm going to end up scanning into the computer and using digitally somehow. So I'll do that for my patterns that I'm going to have to scan in and put into repeat or artwork that I'm going to have made into art prints or um, into greeting cards. Right now I'm working on painting uh, images for a calendar. So I'm going to have to scan those in and do the calendar page layouts So I like using paper for those versus a canvas of some type because paper has a really... The paper that i choose it has a really smooth texture to it the bristol is nice bright white it has a very smooth texture so when i scan it in it's not going to pick up all of the bumps and the lumps of canvas the scanner light tends to really emphasize the texture of canvas and so i like to do paper because it comes up with a really clean scan afterwards Um, I also really like this paper, this specific one, because Bristol is a mid to heavyweight paper and so I can paint with acrylics on it and it's not going to curl up. It's going to stay pretty flat for me, which is exactly what I'm looking for. And then also the artwork that I'm going to be scanning into the computer is not generally art that I'm going to sell the originals of. And so paper tends to just store really compact. You can just come up with a whole stack of it and stick it in a notebook or stick it, you know, under a cabinet or in a drawer or something like that. It just doesn't take up as much room as canvas does. And so I love painting those sort of paintings that are going to end up in a digital format somehow on this Canson paper. brings us to the end of all my favorite art supplies if I just left your head spinning with all the info I shared today don't worry I have created a nifty little download just for you it's a complete list of all the supplies I mentioned along with links to where you can buy them online you can find the download on my website at juliemarriottart.com podcast and look under the post for episode number eight That wraps up the episode for today. Thanks so much for joining me, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Make Share Grow. You can keep up with the podcast and my artwork on my website, juliemarriottart.com, and on Instagram at JulieMarriottArt.